This is Wellspring, presented by Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, January 11th, we say good morning to Meredith Scrotenborg. Gary, good morning to you and good morning to all of our listeners. Welcome to Wellspring, a broadcast sponsored by Coral Health Zealand Hospital. This morning, we are delighted to introduce you to urologist Dr. Bolthouse. Dr. Bolthouse has been practicing in Grand Rapids for the years and this fall expanded his practice to the lakeshore along with his colleague, Dr. Pimental. And they are now seeing patients at Coral Health Spectrum Health Holland Integrated Care Campus right there on Lakewood. And we are so excited to have their expertise closer to home. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Dr. Bolthouse. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. First of all, tell us about yourself. Where did you grow up and eventually go to med school? Well, I'm a native of Grand Rapids, Granville to be exact. So that's where I was uh, raised um, and uh, went, did my medical school training in, uh, in Detroit at Wayne State and then went to Beaumont Hospital for my residency, which interestingly now is part of Corwell Health. So it all kind of came full circle. <laughs> That is amazing. Awesome. Why did you decide to pursue medicine? And have you always wanted to be in a, a urologist? How did you choose that specialty? Uh, I get asked that a lot, actually. Uh, yeah, I grew up in a family where my dad was an orthodontist and my mom was a nurse. So both were in the healthcare field. And uh, so just always kind of something in the back of my mind and it was an interest of mine. So I just kind of followed through all of that. And um I decided to become a urologist uh, once I got into uh, medical school um, and uh, just had an exposure to a lot of the different surgical subspecialties. I knew I wanted to do something surgical, um, but through a process of elimination, just kind of ended up with urology being the, the good fit for me. So I've been very happy with that. That is fantastic. What are your clinical interests and or specialties within the field of urology? Yeah, I primarily do uh, more endoscopic type procedures, a lot of kidney stone uh, treatment, uh, some more of the uh, QRP, uh, prostate resections, bladder tumor resections, um, uh, you know, more kind of general urology type uh, procedures. Um, so, yeah, that's primarily my main focus of interest is primarily kidney stones. Man, I myself have never had a kidney stone, but I understand how incredibly painful they are. That's the kind of thing where you are offering um, really crucial relief to people. I mean, when we talk about helping, those folks are in pain when they've got when they've when they're dealing with a kidney stone, right? Yeah, it's not a fun process for sure. I've heard it's mm. worse than childbirth, though I can't relate, but uh, that's what they tell me. So, yeah, it sounds pretty awful. Um. What types of cases do you see most often? Is it mostly kidney stones? Yeah, that's primarily my area of expertise. It's uh, it's interesting in our group. We have a, a group of uh, eventually it will be nine providers uh, um, coming this uh, spring. But each one of us kind of has an area of expertise that we um, participate in. Uh, another one that I should mention, too, that I do primarily is a lot of uh, overactive bladder type symptoms, urinary frequency, urgency, bladder function issues. Mm -hmm. uh, that's another area of interest of mine. So um, within our practice, we always have somebody that, you know, if we don't particularly uh, specialize in that one area of urology, we can refer on to uh, one of our colleagues who uh, specializes in that area. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice setup that we've got. Awesome. What do you find most rewarding about being a urologist? 
just being able to help people, as you were mentioning, with kidney stone type pain, people that come to you that are having really, you know, significant health issues that are in a lot of pain, and you can help relieve that pain. That's always very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband, I don't think he would mind me sharing this, but he does have kidney stones on his side of the family. Do you offer any advice for folks to prevent those? Obviously, once <laughs> they've got them, they come to you. Do you have any advice on prevention? Drink lots of water. That's okay. the best thing that you can do. Hydration is the best thing. Uh, I have to admit that I need to practice what I preach a little bit more. It's always a hard thing to do to get yourself to drink enough water, but uh, that's the primary issue. Uh, a lot of times it's just not drinking enough fluids. Um, there are some dietary issues that can play a role as far as uh, certain things that we tend to eat in our diet. Interestingly, a lot of the green leafy vegetables have a lot of oxalates in them. So if you have a spinach salad every day, you might want to cut back on that a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, primarily hydration is kind of the most important thing and just drinking a lot of fluid and keeping your, yourself hydrated. Yeah. Well, we are brand new in 2024. So I think that's a great goal for all of us to drink more water for sure. What do you find most challenging, um, about being a urologist? Oh gosh, that's a good question. Um, well, there's a lot of challenges, obviously. I think just, uh, you know, access, uh, I think probably dealing a lot with, uh, insurances and, yeah. um, you know, different, uh, issues that go along with all of that. Um, but, um, overall I can't really complain too much. I don't really have too many, uh, issues, uh, as far as that's concerned. I'm pretty, pretty happy with things. Most, most overall, just more the corporate aspect of things. I think with medicine becoming more you know, more of a corporate thing as opposed to back in the day when I started, it's been 23 years since I've been in practice. And uh, I was in, you know, more private practice uh, when I started out and as things have kind of evolved and become more, you know, being a part of the hospital system, it's an adjustment. Uh, There's benefits to it, obviously a lot of benefits, but uh, also some challenges that go along with that too. So, but uh, overall, yeah, I think uh, medicine is a great field and and, uh, been very happy with it. So. Great to hear. Great to hear. Um, talk about expanding on the lakeshore. I think this is wonderful. Um, I myself live in North Holland. Uh, both, you know, my my husband's parents are in the area. My parents are in the area. Um, I love the fact that they have more options for care and access to your expertise and Dr. Pimentel's expertise right here on the lakeshore. Talk to me. Talk to me about why you're happy to be practicing here in Holland. Well, personally, I moved to Saugatuck about four years ago, so it's much closer for me to, to drive up to Holland than it is to drive all the way into Grand Rapids, though I do still see patients in Grand Rapids and operate there. But um, yeah, it's just uh, things have kind of naturally evolved uh, as Corwell has kind of expanded and, uh, you know, they've, they've uh, been at Zealand for a while. Um, and just uh, with me being, you know, close to the lakeshore, um, it just seemed like a natural uh, progression for us to start coming out and seeing patients in Holland and kind of expanding our practices. Our group is growing as well. Um, you know, we've been seeing a lot of people from outlying uh, hospitals and so it's just nice to be able to, um, you know, meet patients out there as opposed to having them always have to come into Grand Rapids to see us there because we know the challenges of driving and, you know, especially winter weather like this uh, is today um, that uh, that can be a bit daunting for some people. So it's a, a pleasure to be able to provide access and it works out well for me as well just because I I live out in this area now too, so it's a it's a win win. That is awesome. Gary would like to pipe in with a couple questions too. Gary, what do you have for Dr. Bolthouse? Okay, thank you very much, Meredith. And 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 Dr. Bolthouse, again, your specialty more is with kidney stones, but some other urolo- urological questions. One of which would be dealing with uh, 
issues that some of us older people have. Uh, maybe we're a little hesitant about drinking a lot of water because then we're going to have to get up and go to the bathroom all the time. Uh, uh, that's a urinary issue that maybe medication or, or what, uh, in a general sense, what direction would you point patients uh, to have that if they have some issues with uh, maybe too frequent urination? Sure. Well, that's a multifactorial, uh, you know, issue. Uh, a lot of men deal with it, women as well, but particularly men as we get older and the prostate tends to get a little bit larger and, uh, you know, it's uh, something that a lot of men face. Uh, so usually uh, once you've kind of figured out behavioral issues, a lot of times uh, certain things that we tend to drink, uh, some people can tend to overdo it as far as hydration is concerned and drink too much fluid. And you have to kind of uh, recommend that they back off a little bit on that. But other things like caffeine and alcohol are, are things that definitely can exacerbate some urinary frequency issues that you might have. And about once we've kind of ruled those things out, generally medication is kind of the first step uh, in that regard because of uh, enlargement of the prostate. There's certain medications that uh, patients can take to help open the channel up and make it easier for them to go empty a little bit more completely, empty better and, and go a little less frequently. So uh, that's usually kind of the first uh that's the natural progression of, of treating that sort of an issue. You mentioned eventually surgery. Yeah. Surgery can become a part of the armamentarium if medications don't work. Uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of the natural progression. Yeah. And you mentioned about, uh, uh, maybe not totally emptying out in that type of situation. That is also a, a, a maybe an age thing more than anything else. The older you get, you don't, don't empty yourself out as much. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. As men get older, uh, you know, and women too, the, the bladder ages uh, with you. And uh, sometimes the bladder can start to uh, act up a bit and, and not uh, function as well as it used to. And that can lead to some retention issues. And um, so, yeah, we deal with that quite a bit. Another thing, and again, this is not so much in your expertise, Dr. Bolthouse, but uh, I do want to bring it up for some of our listeners. Three letters that uh, can make some people cringe. U-T-I. It's become mm -hmm. a, a big issue about uh, dealing with urinary tract infections. And if it's not treated properly, that can really cause a lot of problems. Yeah, definitely. Uh, something that we see quite a lot of, particularly in the hospital setting where patients that come in with, uh, you know, chronic urinary tract infections that can be related to a variety of issues. One of them, you know, can be obviously not emptying the bladder well for you know, what we had previously discussed, but some people have chronic uh, catheters that they have, uh, you know, for various medical issues and so on. So we do deal with that quite a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, you know, hydration and just, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, if you start having issues with recurrent infections that you check in with your, you know, your primary care physician to start. And then, uh, you know, if they feel that they need to refer you on to see a urologist to kind of delve into a little bit more detail, uh, what the, you know, uh, contributing factors might be in treatment for that, uh, then that, that's, uh, you know, we're happy to see that. So yeah. we deal with it quite frequently. The other thing too, Meredith, and I'll throw it to you. When somebody mentions catheters, I think one person said it best. For women, no big deal. Men, yeah. we cringe. <laughs> it's, it's not something we kind of like to think about, but sometimes you've got to do it. Yeah, yeah. I'm cringing at that thought too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they're a necessary evil, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, they do uh, they do provide a great service when you can't empty that bladder out, which. When you can't go to the bathroom, you know, we see a lot of men that come into the emergency room that have gone into urinary retention and can't urinate. And the catheter becomes their best friend because once you get that bladder drained, you realize how important it is to be able to get that bladder emptied out. Uh, so, but yeah, catheters, not, not, not something that a lot of men uh, are excited to have, but uh, eventually get used to. So if they need them. 
Gary, thanks for contributing those heavy hitter questions today. I appreciate that, certainly. Well, just a couple more for you, Dr. Bolthouse, before we wrap up. Um, to help our listeners get to know you better, what do you like to do in your spare time? Oh, goodness. Uh, I like to travel uh, primarily. I enjoy traveling quite a bit, so it's been nice now that uh, all of the restrictions with COVID have been over. We've been had a chance to kind of start traveling again. I've got some trips planned to Italy and uh, the summertime to for a, a you know a, a trip and uh, so yeah, it's that's my main thing that I enjoy doing. And when I'm at home, I have a couple of dogs that I love playing with and and spending time with. And I like to read. Um, I guess those are the main things that I probably do just to relax and uh, and enjoy. So I have a lot of good friends out in Saugatuck and good social uh, good social life out there too. So okay. just spending time with friends and um, you know uh, enjoying the social aspects of that. So. Great, great. Yeah, so I took it. Certainly beautiful, <laughs> beautiful for sure. Just for fun. Okay, and this one might make you make you think. What's one accomplishment of yours that might surprise people? Well, I don't know if it's quite an accomplishment. I can say I jumped out of an airplane. I did go skydiving one time, which is probably something that I would consider a little out of character for myself. Uh, sure. I tend to be a bit risk risk averse. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was probably one thing I did that was a bit surprising and, uh, turned out to be a great experience. I enjoyed it. So. Good. Would you consider it a once in a lifetime thing or might you do it again? Uh, that's a great question. After I had done it initially, I would have done it again, but I think now that it's been a few years removed, I think I can check that one off the list and say, I've done it and I don't need to do it again. <laughs> Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I have to say, I admire people who are willing to do that. Um, not something that I myself would choose in terms of uh, once in a lifetime uh, opportunities, but I love that you did it. Where Where did you do it? Were you here in Michigan or was it on one of your travels? No, it was a place in Southern Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. So I went some, with some friends that lived in Chicago at the time. Great. Great, great, good. Well, Dr. Boathouse, we appreciate so much you being so gracious with your time. We're thrilled that you're practicing here on the Lakeshore, that you continue to practice in Grand Rapids. And uh, it was just a delight to get to know you better. Uh, and uh, thanks. Thanks for your willingness to join us today. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Absolutely. And we want to thank all of our listeners so much for joining us for this week's edition of uh, Wellspring. So thank you all. and. In the meantime, we've got another show coming up next Thursday, of course. But in the meantime, Coa Health Zealand Hospital wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring from Corwell Health Zealand Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.